Our opinions aren't too tough, rough, or gruff. We are proof that you don't have to be an expert to have an opinion. So just... Shut up and sit down. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. What up, party people? Hello, my friends. Hello. Welcome to the show. Well, sooner or later, we're going to be professional about this intro. What you mean? Uh, this is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. I am Muff of Jim I, and Muff. I am Jim. Uh, what are we going to call Alex? Like, because the show is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff, but like, Alex is now a permanent fixture in our lives. What do we call Alex? Okay, and Alex. guest starring? Guest starring seems about right. The medical degenerate, Alex. That's me. No sound effects, Alex? Um, I was going to kachow, but it, it's kind of loud sometimes. It's a little All right. This is Sports Stuff Jim Muff. You can follow us on the social media at Sports Jim Muff on Instagram and Twitter. Get on Facebook. Like, rate, subscribe, comment, do all the things. Do all the things on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to help spread the word. We are over 4K downloads, gents. Yay! That's pretty awesome. We have. That's it. We have reached a milestone. I don't know if it's a good milestone in this length of time, but we made it. Um, so uh, hey, thanks any milestone is a milestone, yeah, whether exactly. it's good or bad, it's good. That's how I view it. It's a benchmark to bigger things in the future. That's right. Uh, this week in sports, again, today is Monday, May 23rd. This week in sports, Nick Saban spouts off. And people uh, is have it spouts off? We're going to call it spouts off. Nick Saban said some things. Spouts off. Come on, Jim. Uh, you got to make it provocative. Give the people what they want. All right. He spilled some tea. That's what the kids say. I don't know if he said anything that people didn't know. Um, it is a momentous, monumental, and exciting week for the United States women's soccer team. Yes, it okay. is. We'll get into more of that later. Uh, but good, good for them. Uh, I mean, good for people in the past as well and we'll talk a little bit more about what has happened uh the nfl owners continue to be in the crosshairs including one of our favorite owners yeah he's the the, the troops are rallying against old mr snyder and i think the whole the whole family at this point yeah probably uh last week lebron james hosted a social media q a through twitter mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep jim you had some thoughts on this he challenged, he got challenged by Mr. Tom Brady to ice hockey. Ice hockey. Can you imagine both of them on skates? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, Tom Brady, I don't think played hockey. He was baseball and football. I don't know if he did any other sports. Uh, LeBron James played basketball, football. Uh, I don't know that he played football, that he was always teased about football. Like, okay. I'm, I wish I had played. Uh, okay. I didn't know if he had any background. I don't know if he ever ever put the pads on. Got it. Got it. Uh, this LeBron James Q&A had been teased for a while now. Yeah. 
I didn't. Did you partake? I didn't even watch. I didn't even look it up. I saw that it was happening just because in my mentions, I saw it went on the Twitter. Um, Alex, what would you challenge LeBron James to in a sport endeavor? Sport endeavor. I think like soccer penalty kicks. Oh, well played. That's a good one. Well done. That is a good one. Alex and I got rough and rowdy last Friday. Not with each other. Thank you, Alex. You're welcome. Thank you. I just really felt like that needed to be said. Me too. Thank you. <laughs> you, know, you know, come on now. Uh, <laughs> we went to Barstool Sports rough and rowdy 17, Alex. Bad blood. It was 17. Bad blood. Is it uh, big dick booty daddy? <laughs> big dick booty daddy and uh, lights out Lang. Yeah, Billy Lang. Bobby Lang. Bobby Lang from Massachusetts. Uh, it was an interesting event. Uh, we won't go into super great detail. There's going to be a, a little video recap of this coming up, hopefully, in the next week. Um, Dave Portnoy was not there, and so were other some of the Barstool Sports, sports personalities because they had travel issues. Because getting the wheeling was hard. I mean... Come know. on, guys. It was really crowded at the Wheeling Airport. <laughs> the big wheel was hard to get to on the private jet, right? What's back yeah. arena was host. <laughs> yeah. Uh the women fights were the best, in my opinion. Yeah. Over, overall in the overall spectrum. I agree. Okay. They were the most like competitive, like truly competitive. Uh, there was a large man fight that I feel like almost broke the ring. Yeah, it was um, Okay. They almost didn't get back flying. up. It wasn't like a fast flying. It was like every once in a while, someone would catch their breath and throw one. It was like slow motion? Yeah. Got it. And every time you were a little nervous, the floor was going to give out. Yeah. Ooh, okay. All right. And, and at the end, they both dropped to the ground, like at the end of the third round, and nobody was sure if they were going to get back up. Alex, like, did you feel obligated to help? Was there enough medical assistance? No. Um, I felt like, remember how we talked about when you drink a certain number of beers, you shouldn't help anymore. Mm -hmm. I was getting kind of close to that number and there was a doctor on site. So you were good. Yeah. Okay. I bypassed that number. Um, trailer park threw up in between rounds and was DQ'd. For throwing up? Yep. Yes. You're not allowed to throw up. Apparently that's a rule. So uh, loyal like so Baltimore guru, Keith. Uh, was watching this pay-per-view, did not see us on TV, Alex, just, um, but said that apparently Trailer Park threw up once in the corner and the referee kind of like looked away. It was like uh, like one of those like kind of things, but not like a full out vomit session. Uh, and the referee kind of looked away and was like, ah, I didn't see this. Um, and then Trailer Park put his mouthpiece in again and then he threw up, threw up. Oh, and said it was because he put his mouthpiece in. That's why he threw up. Honestly, if you're worked up and something like gags you a little, and if you just have a really bad gag reflex, but he was kicking the other guy's butt. Yeah, I mean, whooping him, which is the the sad part. So this kid's jumping around like he won, and I'm like, dude, you did not win that. He he did but... did, but there should be zero pride in the performance. Yeah. Uh, All right, the, let's keep let's keep that bus rolling. Nobody needs to hear this. The main event was like a grand finale firework dead on the fourth of July. That was the aforementioned Big Dick Booty Daddy versus uh, Lights Out Lang, um, and then there was a fight after that. 
between two fighters. Yes. That were not the two that were in the ring. Yes. And those fighters were promptly ushered to the side by men with handcuffs and guns. Wheeling's finest? Yep. That's it. They said, no, no. You're not in the ring. No fighting. The worst part to me is that we could not hear the comments of the Barstool personalities. Yes, I agree. We could see them talking on the big screen, but we had no idea what they were saying. And I didn't know if that was intentional or if it's a technical issue. But like I talked, told them off, I'm like, you know, you, you pay and put the effort in to be there. Be nice to, like, there was nothing else playing overhead except for when they said who was coming in to fight, which I'm sure they said on TV too. So they could have played the commentary. Barstool Sports, if you're listening, that's how you improve the product. Yes, that's all we're asking for. We are the gurus of nothing, but we know how to fix a uh, half-assed fight. Try. Alex, do you want to talk about anything else? Anything else um, from the night? Well, we did come up with a new quote. There was a titty opportunity. Can we define what, yes, we define what a titty opportunity is? So this girl had one of the, there's like 20 ring girls, you know, mm-hmm. and they dress and they wear scandalous outfits and that's just, mm-hmm. you know, what they do. And one of them had like a lot of underboob happening. And mm-hmm. I said, oh man, we're about to have a titty emergency. And Muff says, or is it a titty opportunity? And I, we could not quit laughing at ourselves for that. This was early on as well. This was, yeah, this was like fair. Like, honestly, I don't think they even started the fight yet. It was just like the beginning parade. The beginning parade. Yeah, There's a, co- the parade of the fighters and of the ring girls. Yeah, they come in and, and then they do the national anthem and then they back out. Got it. National anthem spot on. Were the ring girls from Wheeling? Um, some, some of them. them were from like near the area. Um, but some of them were like barstool favorites. Cherry Bomb. What was the one? Little Tiny Texas? Little Texas? Tito? No. It was a T. Something Texas. Got it. And of the wheeling of the wheeling participants, did they stand a chance against the Barstool favorites? I don't know. Was the one that won a Barstool favorite or was she local? Or at least I don't think the one that won was a Barstool favorite. I don't think She's so. the one I picked from the get-go, just saying. Yeah. Alex, Alex pin, pinpointed it very quickly. Yeah, I don't think that was a Barstool flown in person i think that was uh somebody from the area well glad you guys had a good time this is the opening of the show let's uh move on to some legitimate things oh like golf got it like golf golf uh the pga championship was played this past weekend uh a real quick recap really only of the last day because just like nba games nobody cares until the last four or five minutes um mito Pereira came into sunday with one stroke lead and entered the 72nd hole the last hole of the tournament with a one-shot lead, trying to become the first Chilean golfer to win a major championship. He then had a disastrous tee ball into the drink and not only fell out of the lead, but also out of a playoff, which featured Justin Thomas and Wills Altoris. Uh, PGA Championship rules dictate a three-hole aggregate score playoff. For all of you, this is not match play. This is they play three holes, whoever has a low score, and those three holes wins. So, so if you score. get to the end of the third hole and they're tied, they just keep playing until there's, somebody wins the hole. I think there's a sudden death at that point. Okay. I didn't. I did, they didn't get there, so I didn't hear the rules. Uh, Justin Thomas is the winner. Uh, Thomas came back from seven down at the beginning of Sunday wow. and was eight back at one point on Sunday to win. Coming into Sunday, he had a little over a one percent chance to win. So somebody won. that's a big deal. It's a big deal. Somebody impressive. Justin Thomas second. 
major tournament. He also won the PGA in 2017-ish. So, way to go, Justin Thomas. Way to go. Way to go. Way to go. Which brings us right into... The NCAA offseason? We don't have a sound effect, so... Say it with your chest, Jim. I don't really have... I don't have an intro to this. NCAA football offseason. All right, you're keeping that now. That's a go. That's a go. <laughs> Got it. So uh, 97 days till the NCAA offseason or till the NCAA kickoff. And let me tell you, things got hot this week. When the GOAT, uh, Nick Saban, decided to come out swinging. He says, I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team. Made a deal for name, image, likeness. We didn't buy one player, all right? But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. It's tough. Well, old Jimbo Fisher at AM, he comes out swinging back. We never bought anybody. No rules are broken. Nothing was done wrong. It's a shame you got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and their families and text AM because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. We're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. It's despicable. But I was on a roll here. It's despicable and reputable that head coach come out here and say that when he doesn't get his way, that's narcissist in him. Doesn't allow these things to happen. It's ridiculous when he's not on top. Do you have an air fryer recipe, Chippo? That's what I, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> I'm like, I like how everyone now becomes Randy. Yeah, well, that's Jimbo the standard. Fisher, that's, Jimbo Fisher is the, the is a little, he is a little bit Randy, huh? Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God got his deal. You may find out a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up like he's a czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody else's that's ever coached with him. You. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. It's despicable. So I'm going to put a pause button right there. Let's talk about how the goat came out swinging and Jimbo came out just, you want to swing on me? I'm from West Virginia. Let's go. Yeah, you don't mess with those West Virginia boys. Uh, They both have a West Virginia past. Right, but let's be honest. Jimbo's from uh, like Logan. Yeah, they should be in rough and rowdy. That's how we fit handle this. Bad blood part five. Well, fun. We got a segment at the end. We'll talk about that at the end, boys. So, how do we feel about this exchange, Muff? Uh, <clears throat> Jimbo has the history there. Not, I mean, they have a history of coaching together. Mm-hmm. Um. Jimbo has said he would not he he actually did not choose to go back to Alabama to coach with Nick Saban when he had an opportunity um and I feel like this is all coming to a head right now uh yes Nick Saban called him out pretty much to say yeah the only reason you have number one recruiting class is because you're giving money away um he comes back later obviously and says something which we'll get to yeah uh, but uh, yeah I mean this is this is good football drama and I'm I agree for it. Alex, what do you think of this exchange? Just this, this part of the exchange? Mm-hmm. Just this part. Uh, I think that 
they both probably have done some sketchy stuff. I mean, I think that's just the, you know, the speck in your eye, pull the plank out of your own first kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And there's something behind the scenes that, like you said about the coaching stuff, that there's a reason that he was so triggered by it, like so, you know, bulldog attack. Well, funny you should mention that. Lane Kiffin earlier in the year had taken his shot at Jimbo as well and said something to the effect of like, are they going to pay a luxury tax for breaking the salary cap there at a and Lane Kiffin also has coached with uh, Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. I feel like the tree of Nick Saban has got some poisonous uh, fruit upon it. And I think if you dig into Nick Saban's tree, they all have some tactics that are a bit shady. So we'll move on for a second because Saban didn't just shoot at Jimbo. He shot at primetime. We have a rule right now that says you cannot use name, image, and likeness to entice players to come to your school. Hell, read about it in the paper. I mean, Jackson State paid a guy a million dollars last year that was a real good Division I player to come to school. It was in the paper, and they bragged about it. Nobody did anything about it. Well, Neon Dion said, you best believe I will address the lie Coach Saban told tomorrow, he wrote on Twitter. I was awakened by my son, and then he adds his son, that sent me the article stating that we paid Travis Hunter and adds Travis Hunter a million to play at Jackson State, and he adds him. We, as a people, don't have to pay our people to play with our people, he added. What say you? We're going to go with Alex. I don't think that it's Deion Sanders' fault that he's Deion Sanders. I don't think you can use that as an argument that he's using his name, image, and likeness to be able to give a million dollars to some football player. I mean, and honestly... I don't know that there's that many good football players in the world that if you were given the option to pay, play for Deion Sanders or Nick Saban with zero financial benefit to you know what you pick, it's not that different to be able to say, hey, I played for Nick Saban or hey, I played for Dion. So that's interesting. That is an interesting take. I would say a very hot take. I would like you to expand upon that, please. No, Why I'm is saying, it not different? I like that. I'm not arguing your take. I'm I saying want to that- know more. I'm saying that if you're looking at their personal football accolades, one of them as a fantastic player, one of them as a fantastic coach, you could go by the age old adage that the best players make the worst coaches and that could scare some kids off. I'm not saying that's true in this situation, but I think there's enough evidence that I I would be just as proud and pumped to say I'm playing on a team that's coached by Nick Saban as I would. I'm playing on a team coached by Deion Sanders. Now, if I'm going to be, uh, lower level division one football player. Yeah. I want to be with Dion, but I don't think the beef should be between Nick and Dion as far as like, are people going to need Dion almost as a name image likeness? Cause they want to say I played with Dion Sanders. Muff. Uh, the, the million dollar question quite literally in this case um, is the money. And is that true that uh, he got a million dollars? Because Old Dion said, I make 300K. Our whole athletic budget is seven or eight million, and Nick Saban makes eight or nine million. So, how did we get a million dollars to a player, whatever? It doesn't seem feasible. And uh, Travis Hunter 
pretty much said, yeah, I got a million dollars. That's why, you know, my mom and his brothers and sisters are living in a three bedroom apartment. There's five kids or not apartment, but a three bedroom house, whatever they're living in. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing that Dion's got is if we gave somebody a million dollars, I feel like it would be a bigger deal. So that's the lie I think he's trying to address. Okay. I have great points. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to put my two cents in because you guys did it for me. Well done. Um, the Texas A&M AD comes out as what I feel like any AD comes out and does and just starts pointing fingers left and right. Uh, he says there's sportsmanship bylaws in the SEC. We believe Saban violated those. Everyone knows the NIL is here to stay. We embraced it. We have the tools and technology. We're educating our athletes and boosters. There are all kinds of awareness here, so on and so forth. It's hypocritical. I don't know why we are the target. Okay, listen, Mr. AD. I think you, if you're going to come out and say you're going to the SEC and reporting Nick, say we're doing that. Otherwise, shush. The next part... I don't understand, and maybe you guys do. Steve Steve Spurrier, former Gamecocks coach, Florida coach, some would say a legend, debatable. He says, I don't know why Jimbo's mad at Saban. I don't think Saban told any lies there. So I don't know why Jimbo was mad about, or what Jimbo was mad about. Since Jimbo beat him last year, I guess he can talk now. He hasn't beat much of anybody, but he beat Saban last year. They haven't won the division or anything since he's been there. Steve, why do you come in guns hot? What, what's your dog in this fight? Please tell me, some one of you, why is Steve coming in swinging? Just because he wants to be part of the, part of the party. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's somebody that's trying to be relevant in the conversation. Yeah, so. that's honestly the vibe I got from that whole the whole spiel with him is I, he wanted to be relevant. He thinks he's on their level. Okay. I didn't think that man was that big of a shit stir, but wow. So all that drama and then old Nick comes out and says, I wasn't saying anybody did anything illegal in using the NIL. That's not true, Nick. That was something assured. That's something assured by what I said. It's not what I meant. Assumed by, I'm sorry. Assumed by what I said, but it's not what I meant. There's nothing illegal about doing this it's the system that's the issue i have i think I, maybe he didn't think that people would take it that way but that doesn't mean that's not what he said like you there were consequences to what you said so even if that's not how you meant it that's exactly how you said it words once they're out in the world they can't be taken back i'm gonna argue that he most definitely meant to say it he got caught he's not the bill Belichick of, of football he opened his mouth too far and he didn't think that somebody would bite back at the goat um, I think his point about the system is screwed is absolutely true and but that's the system that they all wanted nobody they could have stopped all of this and raised a much bigger fuss the amount of money and we'll get into this later in revenue the amount of money that teams spend or divisions and conferences spend to lobby, they could have stopped this whole mess, but they didn't. And Nick just thought, I'm a goat. Ain't nobody going to bite back at me. And sure as shit, Jimbo's not messing around. 
I mean, he didn't accuse Jimbo of not using name, name, image, and likeness to his advantage. I'm pretty sure that you cannot say that you bought players. Well, that's what name, image, likeness provides the opportunity to do. By the letter of the law, that is not. Do we, th- do we think that the letter of the law is being enforced? Can you, with, can you with your heart? Uh, no, 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 no. It's supposed to be. This is intent. I agree. Doing. But you I are think... saying, you, he is saying that they are violating the law or the, the, the rules of the NCAA when you say, I bought, a, they're buying players. So to say, I'm not saying they're doing anything illegal, but they did something illegal. I'm not saying, but I'm saying that's what he's doing. He just saying we didn't buy him. They're coming to Alabama because we have a program. We're not giving anybody money. That which is you, we know I, wrong I because because Bryce. Yeah, I understand. Tell me, tell me where it says A and M bought every player on their team. Yeah, you through, cannot through, say that through NIL. And they're not allowed to do that. But that, that I think that's the point is if they bought it through NIL, you're not supposed to use it as a recruiting tool. Oh, I understand, right. but we already know it's happening. Yeah. And there's nobody's getting their hand slapped. So I think this was, I mean, he's using very specific examples and teams to make his point is, hey, nobody's get their hand slapped for this. So this is a call to the NCAA, in my opinion. It's I, was not, reading it's an article. I was reading an article about this stuff today and it basically told, like it, it related it to, like you took the illegal black market of college football and college football recruiting said it's allowed. And now we're looking at it more closely. He's like, this stuff's been going on forever. Yeah. He's like, there's always been nefarious ways. It's just like, now you have brought it to the forefront because it's allowed ish. Yes. And I think that's what Jimbo's point is. Wait a minute, Mr. Goat. It's allowed now. I'm playing the system. You did the system in an era where it wasn't allowed and you were breaking the rules left and right. I know because I was there. You want to swing at me. Let's dig into your history when the the rules were being broken and there were actual rules. (laughs) So that he can then be suspended with Nick Saban because he was right. Right. (laughs) Which is the, which is the biggest thing here is nobody's going to come out and do it because they're going to get caught in the wash. Right. And an eye for an eye leaves everybody blind, right? Like we can have the slug fest, but it's, and, you know, then the whole SEC gets gets blown up. Cool. I'm down with that. Keep swinging, boys. But that's the that's the the T of the SEC. So drama. Anything else you guys want to talk about as far as the Saban saga? No, I think it's just gonna. This is gonna be a regular thing. We're gonna have. I was kind of surprised at Saban. He's usually not a big. Yeah. Player, so I was surprised that it was him who started it. But it's going to be a continual thing of like, oh, look what they're doing. Is that's allowed? Look what they're doing. And it's like, no one's perfect. You know, like you said, don't throw stones in glass houses. But it is, it's wrong either way. And I'm someone who like, you know, it's against the rules. It's against the rules. You can try it. If you get caught, you pay the consequence. But I was surprised that Saban was the one that stirred the pot first. Yeah. He's usually kind of just a like lay low kind of guy. Yeah. Well, and he's gotten away with, He's gotten away with talking shit on the SC or the NCAA two weeks ago with Kirby. A lot of people, he's gotten to be the spokesman and then this, and nobody said anything. Well, I think he has like old school values a little bit of like, I he's agree. not into this NIL thing. Like where some of these yeah. newer, younger guys are like seeing it for, Oh, well, I just played not long ago and it's a different culture than it was. I agree. 
years ago. So I think he's taking it a little harder than some of the others. So we're going to move on to our next topic. The NCAA Division I Council announced Wednesday that it's going to relax restrictions on the conference championship games, allowing conferences to determine the teams that participate in their respective title games. This paves the way for conferences to avoid having title matchup games determined by division winners. Minutes later, after that division or after that decision, the Pac-12 says they will feature the two teams with the highest winning percentage in their championship game. Who do we think is going to follow suit? What do we think of that decision? I'm going to go with Muff. Go. Uh, first, the Pac-12 had been staunchly against this up until Wednesday, um, saying they would keep their division structure. And then once this is announced, they said, oh, oh, wait, this is a real opportunity now. Let's do it. Um, as far as who do I think is going to follow suit, the Big Ten has already been rumored to, to be on that path. Um, I can see the SEC wanting to do the same thing. Uh, it's really, in the end, you want to have the best two teams from the conference going at each other, um, <clears throat> which we've seen in some of these conference scenarios, in these divisions within the conferences that sometimes you don't get that. Um, and that leads to poor championship games and a poor product for that conference. So, uh, yeah, I would say the SEC and the Big Ten are the next two that I are going to get the high profile. There could be some other, like ACC, well, ACC doesn't, ACC has it. Um, and what is it? Pitt always gets in, even though they have, they're in like the poorer conference or poorer division. Yeah. So maybe yeah. the ACC will look at it to, uh, so they don't run into that situation in the future. I don't have a problem saying that they should have a little bit of leeway to say like, okay, if there's two, especially the like two divisions, something like that. And there's one team that's, you know, one, a huge upset game, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. To just say outright the two teams with the highest winning percentage, I don't think is fair. Unless you're playing the exact same schedule. Alex is just so everybody knows Alex is the traditionalist that hides. He's not, it doesn't come out as the traditionalist, but you are more traditional than even Muff and I sometimes. Um, I think I disagree with you, Alex. Okay. I disagree with Muff in that I don't think the SEC will follow suit because I think it'll be more strategic. The way they have their system right now, they're getting two teams into the playoff. I don't think they'll mess with it because they're getting their two teams in. The Big Ten most definitely will follow suit can't believe they weren't first because they've been itching since divisions to get that second Ohio State-Michigan game. Have been begging for it. The only thing that's kept them out of it is because Michigan has sucked for so long. If they can get a one-and-two Michigan-Ohio State game on the actual Michigan-Ohio State date and then run it back again for their conference championship, sure as shit they're going to do that. And they're going to be taking the money all the way to the bank. Yes, they love that shit. So Big Ten's going to jump all over that. That's my opinion. But, okay, so in in the Big 12, for everyone plays everyone, okay? Um, and then I can see the highest winning percentage. But, like, in the Big Who's 10. Who's in the Big 12 anymore? I don't even know anymore. West Virginia. Oklahoma? Iowa yeah, State? No, I know Oklahoma's the Oklahoma's in the SEC. Know. That's what I was gonna say. I don't oh, know sorry. whether I don't know what all the realignments are. 
yet. I mean, right. But my point being in the Big Ten, you don't play everyone. So how is it fair? Maybe some one of the teams ended up playing all the crappy teams and wanted to play all the good teams. So how are you going to take a winning percentage and say that's how we're going to delelineate this? Well, you're, you're still thinking there's divisions. So there will be no divisions. divisions, they're going to change the schedules. But still, you're not going to play every single player, every single team. Maybe, maybe they do it with non-conference games. Things like are going to change, either. man. Yeah, I don't like that either, just because I think sometimes the non-conference games are fun. But um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't. I, I mean, I don't gonna, you don't want divisional games, non-conference games, because then you'll play Marshall and they'll kick your ass. First of all, not true. <laughs> not true. Oklahoma's yeah. Oklahoma. They're not in the SEC yet, Jim. Yeah. They, When's that they, start? Twenty-three. Is that when that starts? I th- it's not this year. That's all I know. Yeah, not this year. Texas and Oklahoma are not in this year. But. But you got to figure that that. That's oh, going to play into it. Away. Yeah, it's going to play into it. Yeah. Okay, we're moving on. Uh, for I'm I'm the Ohio State homer, and this is my segment. Ryan Day gets a contract extension. <laughs> Two-year contract <laughs> extension will run through 2028, making him one of the top five highest-paid coaches in the country. He will see an increase from 7.6 to 9.5 million. Uh, his base will be two million per year. Um, it will start July 1. He will be in the top five with Nick Saban, Lincoln Riley, Brian Kelly, and Mel Tucker from Michigan State. Odd. Yeah. So I take this from two levels. The people of Col- of Columbus and non-athletic department workers are kind of like, wait a minute. Why is he getting this giant increase? People not inside of the Ohio State system are like, eh, he deserves it. Let's keep him in Ohio. So I'm one of those, eh, I don't care. I I don't think this is going to keep him in Ohio State either way. If he sees that the grass is greener, he'll jump. What do you guys think? Uh, Nick Saban's the real winner here because his his salary just went up. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. I forgot about that. Amen. That's right. He Nick, is the Nick goat. Sa- he has the franchise tag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alex, what do you think? I don't know. Part of me wants to be like, why is a freaking football coach making that much money? This is stupid. Look at the world around us and, you know, yeah, our economic troubles. But also, I mean, good for him. I mean, I, I'd be in there. I, I'd be in the same situation if I'm coaching a sport, and I'm putting in similar hours to him. I'm going to be irritated if I'm not making much money. But I see, like, from the guy on the couch, that has nothing to do with I State. Go eat, man. You got paid. <laughs> do we think that this would keep him in Ohio State if, say, the Patriots job opens up, or you know, the Patriots Seattle? aren't going to take him. We've already seen ex Ohio State football coaches go to the NFL gym. I'm trying. To, that's, that's I think Ryan fair. Day would be very smart to stay in college football <laughs> based on. That's true. That's fair. But he has prior NFL college or NFL coaching experience. Yeah. Unlike the other one. Um, do we think that it would keep him there if an opportunity opened up? What do you think? I don't care. Muff, this is a show. I'm asking. Come on, let's pontificate. 
I don't know. What does Columbus feel? Does Columbus yeah. is Columbus going to be willing to part with him? Are they going to be like give him more money? Oh, they 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 didn't want Urban to leave. They wanted to dump more money at him. Yeah. See, that's that's the problem is that <clears throat> the fans will continue to pressure it only if he's only if he's leaving at this point. I mean, I I wouldn't leave that that cake deal to go to the NFL where you're probably going to be working even more and not be a head coach. That's true. And last up in the Alex, what's the segment called? NCAA off season. I don't remember it. All right. NCAA football off season. I'm going to have to look it up again. I don't remember what the channel was. We have the conference revenue uh, results from the COVID year, the year when Notre Dame was in the NCAA or in the ACC. Um, the ACC went up 82 million. Pac 12 went down 190 million. Wow. The SEC went up 105 million. Big 10 went down 89 million. And the Big 12 went down 53 million. So remember that season we talked about basically the first time we started a podcast and we were bitching about COVID and how it robbed us of football? This is the financial result of COVID. What do we think? Muff? I think the Pac-12 shot them down. There's shot themselves in the foot a couple times with things that also played into that decrease. Yes. And they do cite that they were they did a lot more testing than other conferences, and that went into it. Well, they probably had to financially support all that too. Yeah. You're putting more yep. money out and your games are getting canceled and stuff. And yep. People weren't watching when the ACC adding Notre Dame. It's the value of the fighting okay. Irish right there. Yep, that one that added to them going up. The Big Ten, interestingly enough, pay out to their um, people, the guys at the top, did not help them. So while coaches and athletic directors were taking pay cuts, the payout from the conference was lower because the people at the top getting paid Took no pay cut. Who's that, Jim? Do you have anybody you want to call out there? It wasn't Kevin. It was others. They didn't oh. cite Kevin directly. Oh. I know. I wanted to, I trust me, I was gearing you, up. You looked it up. I did. <clears throat> I think 12. SEC up 105 because nothing changed, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. They played every game. They, right. You know, money is money. Plus, they won, you know. The national champ. I think they won that year. I mean, they were just rolling. Yeah, it was. Bama was. So Bama. that's COVID and what they did. And I think it's, I think it's great that we're finally figuring it out. Considering this is the origin of the podcast, this was the financial result. It was the origin. So we're up only what twenty three million. Is that what you said, month the other day? As a podcast. As a podcast. As a podcast. Yeah. 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 Twenty twenty three million units. Um, units can be defined at a later time. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the uh, NCAA offseason. Yeah, that was a lot closer to my original Thanks. one. I'll have to go back and re-listen to the original one because it came out good the first time and I had no idea what it was that I did. NCAA yeah. offseason. Hey! This is the offseason! One of them I'm really afraid that you're going to like 
shit like my pants. Yeah, that's yeah, like something's gonna come out. You talk, yeah. you talked about earlier you're worried that you'd like bust a blood vessel in your eye. So yeah, you know, I feel like you may want to stay off, stay off that for a day. Or that day, intro day right there, like how I say the off season, is basically how I yell at my kids. <laughs> Get off of that! Stop yelling at each other. Do, do they smell your pants after you're done? Just to check, or right? right. <laughs> just to help out. That's just to help out. I think I've like broken more teeth yelling at my kids from just that intro kind of style. Well, I feel like the problem is you don't want to yell too loud because then like everyone and their brother can hear it. So you have to keep right. it quiet, but you want to internalize the emotion. Exactly. Uh, yep. That's a good, that's a good description. That was my analysis of the situation. Yep. Control the rage. Uh, it is 107 days till NFL football mm-hmm. this week. Um, not obviously we're in a spot where you're not a lot of signings there were there was a signing of, of note uh but there's other news in nfl football this week uh deshaun watson met with nfl officials this past week before heading to the bahamas with his teammates yeah he played some golf let's get to the real news here the lawyer what? for deshaun watson is trevor bowers lawyer I mean, that guy's getting paid. If Deshaun Watson, there's a niche. That's all I'm saying. Isn't a piece of shit. He is now. Because he sought expert legal legal counsel counsel? of Trevor Trevor Bowers, legal counsel. Yeah, I'm sorry. Nope. Nope. He sought expert legal counsel. Got it. Built by association. Yeah. Uh, The NFL now wants to meet with Deshaun Watson again, which is. I would too. Not uh, not what people uh, that are fans of the Browns being probably the most successful they can be this year wanted to hear. Um, <clears throat> so the question now is, where will this be headed? and How quickly will it get there? Um, Let's go, Baker. Jim's on the Baker mindset. Oh, I don't know. If I was Baker, I'd be like, F you, I'm not playing. I would too. You're right. He could hold out. He could hold out. Uh, <clears throat> and... The other thoughts coming out are, will the Trevor Bauer outcome from Major League Baseball have any bearing on how the NFL runs this through their process and procedures? I don't care at this point. Do we think he's going to get suspended? I hope so. Trevor Bauer? No. Trevor Bauer has already been yeah, I was suspended say for two years. Like, yeah. two years. Two years gone. Uh, no, I'm talking about the Sean Watson. Do we think he's going to get suspended? before? Is, is he going to not play a game this year due to suspension? Yes. No, he'll play. He'll play. Uh, this is Rogers League, buddy. Yeah, that's true. You're allowed to do whatever you want, pretty much, except bet on yourself. It's a problem. No, I, I, I think I, I four game suspension. Four. Yeah, I give him six. Six. I, I'd give him a freaking season, but yeah, that's what I would rule. But Rogers gonna give him six. Yeah, four to six for this season. Yeah. Yes. Do you have a guess, Muff? I think as it is, he's not going to be suspended any games this season. This is just the consistency that they've done with other, <clears throat> with after those initial uh, domestic and assault situations. They have, uh, they've looked at about co- Ray Rice. Like, think about Ray Rice. Yeah. Did he ever play another snap? Mm, I think he may have got invited to a camp, and that's about it. Okay. But no, he did not uh, didn't play another snap. <clears throat> so let's move on. I don't know. 
they're going to wait till the civil thing comes up. That's my guess. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> still some unanswered questions going into OTAs, which have been going on for the last week um, <clears throat> and continue this week. Uh, one, <coughs> Jameis Winston's health. A lot of unknowns. He's put out some videos of his recovery. Well, he had his eyes done too. Well, that may have needed to be done five years ago, but good. I just think if we're covering its health, we should do top to bottom. T to B, T to B, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's going to start at quarterback for the Falcons? Is who's it down between? It's going to be Desmond Ritter. Is it going to be Marcus Mariota? Mariota. I agree. Yeah, it'll be based on. I think that that that's one of those situations that'll actually be interesting in the preseason to watch. Um, I can see them doing like half a game, half a game, seeing how they're going. Yeah, we'll see. See how that goes. Will Kenny? Will Kenny Pickett be the starter week one in Pittsburgh? I think both these situations they stick with the veteran to start, but have a short leash to involve him. Like if Mitch Trubisky comes out and is sucking. I can see them throwing Kenny Pickett in. I I think Mariota will last longer than Mitch. Oh yeah. Good I chance. think it's a good chance. Y- Yinzer Town will be clamoring for Kenny a lot faster. But I do think they will give Mitch Trubisky the benefit of the doubt and start him week one. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, will the Chiefs still be the Chiefs without Tyreek Hill and other wide receiver departures this offseason? No. no. Ah, so is. The Patrick Mahomes overpaid? Yes. We're about to find out. We are. I think that's really what people are about to find out is Patrick there's Mahomes, no, uh, or was it the weapons that made him what he was? Yeah, there's no room to hide anymore, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's Aaron Rodgers' top, top target going to be? Will it be Christian Watson, their second-round draft pick? Will it be uh, – I don't even know who's left now. We've looked at this before. I don't even know who's left. I think his best option is going to be hand off to Aaron Jones and A.J. Yes. Dillon. What about the USFL? Like, will they pull players? The the Chiefs and the Packers will they pull players and sign them? My guess is no, because I've not heard of anybody from the USFL making any headway, like big okay. headlines like that. I haven't paid attention. That's why I'm asking. That's, the fact that it's not in our face leads me to believe that there's nobody worth signing. Okay. At least, at least to a, like high profile, they could. You might get somebody like special teams and stuff like that coming into camp. Okay. Um, but nobody's going to come in and be like a top target. Fair enough. Uh, do we think Gronk's, Gronk is coming back to Tampa Bay? I think it will determine – it will depend on where Brady is in his special workouts with other players. If Brady looks around the room and he's like, yeah, Gronky, I need you to come back, then here comes Gronk. If Brady looks around the room and is like, Gronk, you need a season off. I don't think there's any more seasons off for Grump. I think if he's done, he's done. Uh, he's crazy. Well, he's definitely crazy, but I just think he'll – I think he's the kind of guy who gets off and gets involved in some kind of media, something. WWF? Yeah. Maybe. The World Maybe. Wildlife Federation? Yeah. Sorry, WWE. Don't sue me, Wildlife Foundation. And it's going to get you. Um <laughs> I, I mean, Grant can't hide from off-season workouts this year, so I feel like he's going to wait until camp. Right. That's, that's the Grant thing. Um, <clears throat> where's uh, Odell Beckham Jr. going to end up, if anywhere? That's a question. 
I can see him back at the Rams or Green Bay. It takes some time. Uh, Jadavian Colony was in this list as well, but he re-signed with the Browns on Sunday to a one-year deal. Jim, how do, how's Cleveland feeling? Breath of fresh air. Like, thank goodness. Something good's going to happen. You know, some highlight. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It is a good thing, I think, for that team. I agree. Um, <clears throat> so that's some of the storylines still coming in. Uh, but the owners have really taken the cake for me this past week. Um, first, we got Dan Snyder and the Commanders. Dum, 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 dum. NFL owners are saying what NFL owners we don't know, but they're saying that they're counting votes to possibly force Snyder out of the NFL ownership group. It would need 24 votes to make this happen. Um, basically, they're pointing to that there's so much smoke right now, even if we don't know if the fire's down there and burning, we just see all these other things. And it's about time that we really start talking about this. I don't know why it's taken them this long um, to come out. It's the votes. And have like, honestly, it's the votes. Let's think about this for a hot second. Mm-hmm. Can you think of 24 teams that aren't probably in similar situations as the Dan Snyder? You know Jerry's not voting yes. He gone. He ain't going to pull that trigger. You mean he's not? Voting yes to stay or vote? He's going to be supporting Dan. See, but I I, Jerry seems like the kind of guy that if you're taking money out of my pocket, you're going down. He ain't taking money out of Jerry's pocket. He ain't hurting Jerry one bit. He's not taking out like he's not playing into like the owners. No, nope. where he's supposed to. Jerry don't care about Dan. He sees Dan as an ally number one when things need to get done, and he sees him as well. As long as that man's running the ship, I'm going to be Washington every week. He's he's. Sees him as a smokescreen. Yeah, so like he's guy's... causing all this distraction about himself, so that yeah, nobody's gonna look at me. Yeah, you know, hey, I can do whatever I want down yeah, here. Hey, what's he doing there? What's he doing over there? Right. Do you think uh, the guy in, who's the owner of the Patriots? What's his name? Robert Kraft. Tuggy. Um, he's probably not gonna vote for. Him. He's probably not gonna vote for him to leave. Is this point? Is this the? If one once one owner from the old guard yes. is leaving, then all the ships you're setting are a dangerous burn down. precedent, man. Look at the NBA. Look at the NBA. When they got rid of what's his face, Balmer from the Clippers, the whole league got re, re adjusted. It turned the corner. Do you think the NFL owner, owners want that? No, the good old boys want to stay. The good old boys. That's what Roger needs. Roger is like sitting there going, yes, let's get rid of one and the chips will fall. Yes. They don't want that. <laughs> I don't know if Roger wants that either. That sounds like a whole lot more work for him. Oh, I don't think so. Roger can start revitalizing his image to be silver. Oh, yeah, we got rid of we got rid of the bad seeds, man. Any bad seed that exists in this league, we will chop that off. We will independently investigate. The power goes back to him again. He don't want that. The Davis, who you're about to talk about, he's not voting to get rid of him. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, Alex, any thoughts? No, my thoughts that these are the guys that aren't voting for him are using him as a, a shield. Oh, yeah. Well, but anyone with decency and, like, you know, respect for the league is, like, he's gone. Oh, but how many of those? Who are those? 
The Roonies. The Roonies. Exactly. Uh, the White Knights. The Ford, the, the Ford family, maybe. Just maybe. because they've kept a franchise in Detroit for this long. It's not the Chargers owners either. Those guys can't figure out their own shit. Like, I keep thinking of more and more teams, and I'm just like, nope, nope. Jacksonville? Nope. No, nope. They got their own issues. <laughs> Buffalo? Maybe. I have, no, I have no idea about Buffalo's ownership. Maybe. <clears throat> well, let's just get to Las Vegas. Let's just go to Mark Davis because Mr. Bull cut himself. Can't, can't stay out of the news. Um, <clears throat> at this point, the Raiders are just a dumpster fire. Uh, they're moved to Vegas and other issues with owners around the league. Uh, wake Mark, make wake Mark Davis up before his family owned business goes under is a question I have uh, to give a little bit more backstory on why this is uh, potentially an issue. Uh, they have been overpaying taxes for years. I don't know how a multi million dollar in a billion dollar in a, in a billion dollar enterprise can be overpaying taxes for all the people that find all the ways to not pay taxes. That happens. Uh, they've been underpaying. Think, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Do you think that was like part of like Art's thing? Like the old the old man Davis. Do you think that was part of his thing? No, Al Davis. Like, Listen, Al. Yeah. Listen. Whatever you do, just pay the government. <laughs> just pay them. Don't let them come in here. Just pay them. It could be it. Uh, but while they're overpaying in taxes, they're also underpaying employees. Uh, to the point that cheerleaders weren't even making minimum wage from 2010 to 2013. Also one of Al's things, you got to figure, the cheerleaders. Don't pay them dancing girls too much monies. Is Kev here? That was, that was Kev. But you know that's an Al Davis thing. Rotten bastard. Steelers don't even have cheerleaders. True. They focus on the game. Focus on the game. Do you know who the Steelers mascot is, Jim? Isn't it a riveter? No, you're, you're not. You're fu- Steely McBeam. Steely McBeam. You're yeah. close enough. Yeah. Uh, Mark Davis has also been accused of promoting a hostile work environment. Surprise. Um, yeah. By former interim team president, Dan Ventral, uh, which makes six of the eight top executives with that team no longer there since 2020. Two years. Wiped out three quarters of the top executives. Also a now thing. You're all out to get me. Fired. I don't want to say this, Alex, but you may agree. Sounds like about the time Antonio Brown showed up. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to say, but, you know, one plus one does equal two in most cases. Um, <clears throat> the team missed a payment in their temporary offices in Vegas for an electric bill and the lights were shut off. You don't need lights to work. Just work. <clears throat> well, I mean, there was, you know, if it's the executive offices, there was only two of the possible eight offices that were filled. <laughs> right? So maybe they were just trying to shut off a section of these temporary offices. And they're like, oh, crap. We forgot the whole thing. Oops. Um, we also had the John Gruden saga. Yeah, um, that was. Yeah. Which I got we, no joke for that one. We got no jokes yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and again, not a joking thing, but just another thing that has gone with yeah. Vegas is the Henry Ruggs incident as well. So it's been a bang up few years, it seems like 10 plus years uh, for the Raiders in just terrible decisions, situations, and uh, smoke 
more smoke, right? So, yeah. <clears throat> is Mark going to do anything? They're hosting the Super Bowl in 2025, I believe. Um, but that has nothing to do with them. That oh, is that's, the that's money. That's money, though. But that has nothing. Like, he has no real, the family has no real bearing in hosting. Like, they got a hella stadium. And in actuality, you got to think the NFL probably did a lot more in securing that than he did. He got him to Vegas. Yeah. With his super cool backpack and his bowl cut. So I honestly don't understand. I maybe maybe it's just because the Raiders and, and I maybe I should give him credit. But if you were going to put a team in Las Vegas, shouldn't have been the Rams or the or the Charters and not yeah. the Raiders. No, you want the Raiders there. Yeah. That's a that's yeah. a fan that's a fan base. I was just gonna say <clears throat> that. Yeah, that's I the fans match that area. All right. All you right. gotta remember Oakland. Oakland fans I think translate better to Vegas than LA fans. LA can't okay. they can't even the Rams couldn't even fill a stadium last year, Jim. And they were the Super Bowl champions. But are the Raiders – is it Raiders fans filling the stadium or is it people going to Las Vegas and seeing a football game? Like Chris Angel tickets and Raiders tickets. Like, oh, okay, I'll go see a football game. I think that people are more willing to travel for the Raiders than they are for the Rams or the Chargers. Okay. Yes. I, I won't argue that. That's just based on, like, the culture. Yeah. Sure. Ra- Raider Nation. Yeah, I don't, people don't say Charger Nation or Ram Nation, and they mean that's anything. That's true. That's true. So, so that's that's really really the the, the crux of what's going on in the NFL right now. So, um, hopefully, these OTAs will bring more conversation. We'll start to see snaps of rookies. Like, oh my God, is this going to be the next greatest rookie ever? And that's probably what our next conversation. And then they'll probably be. get bust. Yeah, and somebody will blow out a knee. That'll happen. Oh. I there'll, can't be a, wait for, there'll be a major injury. That's coming. That's coming. So here's a funny thing, and I'll say this, and then we'll end up in our fantasy football league this year. I am going to put out there that whoever has the first player that is a starter in their lineup who tears an ACL or has another season-ending injury, they have to be in their starting lineup for a fantasy football league this year. They're going to win $25. Oh, that's nice. It's like the, oh, crap, you're not going to win anything else, so we may as well give you something because one of your starters just went down for the year. Cool. Well done, Moff. And that wraps up the offseason. This is Mount Massive. So with all the Tigger talk, Tiger talk, Tiger Woods talk, Tiger, 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 Tiger. Who? Tiger Woods. Okay. We have, I've decided we're going to talk about the top five most influential athletes in the last 50 years or sports figures. Oh, oh, it's not influential athletes as we were told. You've yeah, changed I was the rules. Say, wait a second. We changed I the did, rules. I did change the rules. You changed oh. the rules, but didn't tell us. You're right. No, oh, so our list, I, so now your list is going to be right. Our list is going to look wrong. All right. You know what? Fine. Fine, fine, fine. Oh, Most no, Jim, influential. No, you can change the rules. It's okay. Change the no, rules. No, 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 no. Most Co- influential. Calm down, Jimbo Fisher. Calm down. You can, buy, you can buy all the players. No, here we go. Most influential athletes in the last 50 years. 
He okay. took. Who did you just take off your list? You can you can market that. Not, not only as I'm seeing this in real time, you're you're just totally changing the game. Okay, we're gonna start with Alex. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Alex. So I actually ordered mine this this time. My five is Serena Williams. My four is Michael Phelps. Three, Kobe Bryant. Two, Tiger Woods. And one, Michael Jordan. I did have an honorable mention list. Sidney Crosby, LeBron James, and Mia Hamm. I will go next. Number five is Vince McMahon. Does he count? He wrestled. He's an entertainer. Okay. Fine. He wrestled. Whatever. Number four is Kobe Bryant. Number three is Serena Williams. Number two is LeBron James. And number one is Michael Jordan. My honorable mentions, Tiger Woods, Muhammad Ali, and Mia Hamm. Muff. All right. My five, Brandy Chastain of U.S. Women's National Team fame. Maybe not the best player, but probably one of the most famous. Yes. Um, four, David Beckham. Who doesn't remember Bend It Like Beckham and the fact that he helped expand the popularity of Major League Soccer to the United States by coming yeah. to play. Uh, three is Muhammad Ali. You could not think of boxing without thinking about him. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. In addition to all of his other philanthropic and other um, socially justice-related efforts. Uh, two, Michael Jordan. I don't think you can think of anybody influential in athletes without thinking about Michael Jordan, everything that he brought, not only to basketball, but afterwards in basketball and now even in race car and NASCAR racing. Um, and one for me, Tiger Woods, and this could be dated because I was uh, going, I was coming up with Tiger Woods in golf as far as like my interest in golf. Um, but as far as growing a game, um, providing a platform for other players in the sport to continue to elevate and uh, changing the game for the positive. Uh, similar to what the Williams sisters have helped to do in tennis, Tiger Woods did for golf. Um, anybody so, have an issue with somebody's list? What? Does yeah. anybody have an issue with somebody's list? Well, yes. Vince McMahon doesn't count. Yeah. I disagree. I, with I have you. an issue with Vince McMahon. I have a not issue but why would you i mean i guess you're right brandy chastain had the you know infamous game winning goals slide on her knees take her shirt off play but when i'm thinking like a little like if i'm picturing like a little girl like thinking of like oh who's a famous soccer player i'm it's thinking, me and thinking like me and him oh it's it's this was just my way to put somebody else into yeah. that category yeah. um that is i think the most iconic moment in yeah. women's yeah. national no, team you're history right. You're right. And that's I'm just thinking when people from that era think about the moment they think of her and that yeah. that moment in winning that World Cup definitely elevated. Yes. Women's soccer, women's soccer. So that's why influential is very influential to me. That's fair. It is your list. I'm going to defend Vince McMahon. The man can lift more than any of you. That's maybe true. So. The man has been in the wrestling ring. I consider, consider that being an athlete. And what he has done for all of sports, whether it's the camera angles, 
whether it's the promotion of a sport, whether it's the presentation of sports, has transcended all of sport. Pay-per-views, networks, um, the way you see football. Did he invent pay-per-views and networks? The pay-per-view buy system and their own network systems? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just I didn't know. I just don't know if I consider him an athlete. Just because you're in the ring doesn't mean you're an athlete. Freaking Donald Trump was in the ring. I don't consider him an athlete. Having a he didn't wrestle a match. Vince actually wrestled a match, several matches. Do you consider the rock an athlete? The 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 rock was an athlete. He played football. Do you consider do you consider Stone Cold Steve Austin an athlete? I consider him an entertainer. Not an athlete. Yeah. I disagree with you, Muff. I highly disagree with you. It's okay. I think it's Jim's list. We have to let him have this. Not only that, but I I I I have no problem with I have no problem with Vince McMahon being on an influential person list. I just don't consider him an influential athlete. I think that he can bench press more than you, and that's all that matters to me. (laughs) Can bench press more than you. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I think the man squats like 750. Not more than me, though. No, not more than you. Of course not. So that is Mount Massive. Well, I'm not mean, allowed to have issues with Alex's oh, list. I no, know. Alex's list is the is the winner. <laughs> what are your issues, Muff? Michael Phelps. Oh, Muff. I mean, what? what is it just because he's swimming? He's put, he's put a whole yeah, swimming, smoking dope. Like wow. I mean, it was important. Tiger Woods is your number one. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, he up, literally Muff. like cheated on his wife and got the back. I don't. Like, I don't see a whole bunch of people getting it. in the pool and starting. The breaststroke up and down because of Michael Phelps. You're right. Michael Phelps, I forgot. Let's just let, strap some military gear on him. Let him play soldier. Let's let him get drunk, drive into a tree. Let's let him be a speed demon, flip his car, and let him roll it a hundred times. But he smokes a little reefer, and shame on him. Listen, it's legal here, in most states now. Maybe maybe get at this here, point, Muff. if you would have done it, it had been legal. I don't know what state he was in. Listen, all I'm saying is I don't hear a whole bunch of people jumping in the pool because of Michael Phelps. I did. I mean, I drowned. It's because you don't kick it with swimmers. You're a golfer. Yeah. When's the last swimmer you swims. kicked it with? My brother swims. Are you, are you thinking about my family? <laughs> I didn't criticize him. I'm just saying I don't see, you know, I see more of like Mia Hamm's influence in youth soccer than I do with Michael Phelps in the pool. How many pools do you hang around? Not many. Is that a problem? Do you hang around pools, Jim? Uh, but I mean, you don't get to see a lot of swimming because you're not in an area where there's swimming. I'm just saying, I don't see, I don't see the proliferation of swimmers in America. I don't think that you're around enough area to see that proliferation and influence by Michael Phelps. I think that's an area of geographical restraint. Is that not massive? That's not massive. This is Quick Thoughts. That was a really bad level. We were off on that one. Yeah, we were off. It was horrible. All right. Everybody, welcome back to this week of quick thoughts we'll start in the nhl little puck uh we have the eastern division finals going on right now carolina leading the new york rangers two to one florida and tampa bay which it's florida and florida uh tampa bay leads series three nothing calgary edmonton are tied one one in the western division they are on right now 
and Colorado and St. Louis are playing and Colorado is leading two to one in that series. Do you guys have any quick thoughts about the NHL as, as it stands? Who's going first? You. Uh, I think Tampa Bay, as much as I hate to say it, will probably win the East. I want Carolina to win that one. Um, I am now going to pull for Calgary to win the West. Okay. All right. Muff, any thoughts? Give me the Avalanche and uh, as much as I hate to say it, I'm not a Carolina fan, but Carolina, Avalanche win the Cup. I like it. The NBA is also playing still in their playoffs. We have the Eastern Conference Finals with Miami leading Boston 2-1. to And in the Western Conference Finals, we have Golden State leading Dallas 2-0. And they are actively playing right now as well. Any NBA thoughts for you, Muff? I, I don't know how Golden State's going to do it, but they're going to win. Golden State's going to get past Dallas. Luka is – he just can't shoulder that whole load anymore. Um, and Jimmy Butler, I think, in the Heat are going to make it against Golden State. And, unfortunately, that's where that run's going to stop for them. Golden State wins the finals. They win three – they win four to one in the finals. Mm, any thoughts, Jim? Yeah, I agree with Muff on his whole summation of that. That's absolutely correct. Got it. Well, we'll move into the first topic then. The Lakers were looking at Michigan coach Juwan Howard to take their head coach spot, and he said, no, thank you. I would rather stay in Michigan. Do you think this was a good call or a bad call? Muff? No, Jim. Jim's turn. I think the Lakers should try to throw him some more money. I think they should try to do everything they can to get him out of Michigan. I think he's the perfect fit. I know that sounded like I was Is that because you like, wait, let me do a follow-up question for you. Is that because you like him and don't want him to be associated with Michigan? Uh he's always gonna be forever associated with Michigan. I do like him. I mean like actively, but yes. I, I do like him, even though there is that association. I think that he is the coach that LeBron needs. Like I think that that's the fit that will finally be perfect for LeBron. And I think that if it failed, we would finally know that it's LeBron's fault because I think Howard will pull, will demand more out of LeBron. Muff? If that's what brings to light that LeBron's the problem, like if that truly what brings to light, I'm not saying I agree or disagree right now with that statement, uh, but if that's how we know, then yeah, I'd bring Juwan Howard in. I don't think it's the best move for Juwan Howard. I think he needs to be at Michigan. I think it's the best thing for him right now. Where, as a rebuttal, just for a quick second, where's the ceiling then? Like, let's say he goes and wins the national championship at Michigan. Is he then, does he then run like a Coach K situation where he's forever a Michigan man and just chases titles? Is that the thought then? I do not know if Juwan Howard has any NFL or NBA aspirations. Don't know. I'm asking you, though, is that what you would think is his best move, or do you actually think he should go to the NBA eventually? I don't I don't know if he should or he shouldn't. Okay. I'm just saying right now the best place for him to be is in Michigan. I don't think he needs to make a jump now. Okay. All right. So moving on to another NBA topic, the Mavericks were fined for the third time now for quote-unquote bench decorum violation. Um, so basically why I read it was like they had some players standing up and some uh, like ancillary people were standing up when they were supposed to be sitting down and kind of getting clo- too close to the court while the game was going on. 
So this has happened three times. They got fined the first time $25,000, the second time $50,000, and now they've bumped it to $100,000, making the total $175,000 for bench violations. Do you have any thoughts on this situation, Muff? Who's paying the fine? I, like, I, I don't... Basketball is one of those sports where this happens. And it happens pretty regularly where there are players and or coaches that are on the court while the game is going on. It's whether or not they interfere with the play. Um, it's another one of those games where sports where there's a lot of discussion back and forth, you know, people on the court, people on the bench, John at each other. So uh, I, I would have to see how this, these fines came to be like, I would just have to see more about it. Like obviously nobody's got hurt or we'd hurt. I would have heard more about it. So I'm just curious of what each of these incidents were. Jim? This is part of the reason I don't like the NBA. Like, it's the ticky-tacky BS. Let him play. Like, this is ridiculous. I like Adam Silver and what he does. I don't like some of this stuff. It's fair. Uh, getting out of men's basketball, we'll go to the women's basketball realm. In the WNBA, the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, said to – wait – that was sounded bad in the WNBA NBA commissioner, Adam Silver said Tuesday that he is working side by side with WNBA commissioner, Kathy Engelbert to try and bring Brittany Griner home. Yeah. Jim? So he says, uh, he says he's been in touch with the white house. Um, he says he's been working with the state department, hostage negotiators, every level of government, um, been working with the private sector, says our number one priority is Brittany's health and safety and making sure she gets out of Russia. Um, he The NBA caught a lot of flack. Little known part of this is that the NBA caught a little flack for staying neutral in the beginning and letting the WA hand, handle it and not jumping in. I'm interested to know, like, who are you working with in the private sector? Is the plan, because Russia is isolated financially, is the plan to buy her way out. Like hmm. the theory then would be we're talking to the White House and the State Department to see if it's okay we buy her out. I, I just a thought. Okay. Muff? I I am not a fan of all of this jockeying for position with the NBA and the WNBA and doing this, I get it that there has to be some influence and there are ways to be influential in making the situation resolve itself in the best way possible. I don't think this is something that I would want to see in the news. If people are doing stuff like this, let's do it behind the scenes. I don't want to know that Adam Silver is doing all of this. I don't want to know that the NBA is helping. I just want to know that she gets back safely. Okay. And I'm going to challenge you a minute just because I want to be clear. You don't want to know about this because of fear it may hurt something, or why don't you want to know about it? I don't. Well, I don't. I don't care if the M. I don't want the NBA to get all of this credibility and get all this positive PR for helping the situation. I just want her to get home safely and just know that people were doing yes. things that were positive for the situation. Okay, I can get behind that. I agree. All right, so that wraps up some basketball talk. Let's move on to baseball. So the Cardinals just swept the Pirates in three games, which isn't a surprise. Um, today, the Pirate, well, sorry, I guess over the weekend, the Pirates got 
beat like 18 to four by the Cardinals and they ended up letting Yadier Molina pitch in an inning. I get last weekend, they let Albert Pujols do this. Do you think this is a good idea or do you hate this? Muff? Today is Monday, May 23rd, and the Pirates are 16 and 24. Uh, and they stink. Um, I don't care that the Cardinals do this. If you're winning by 18 runs, then save your pitchers. Like, why? Why? If, if they're winning blowout games, then I don't care. If they're even losing a blowout game, um, the worst thing that can happen in a game that you have lost or that you have well in hand to the point where you can't screw it up is to lose one of your best players or have somebody go down with an injury. We've seen it in basketball. We talk about it in other sports. If you have the game in hand or you're no way you're going to come back, then live to fight another day. There's 164 games in the MLB season. You got, you have tomorrow to figure to, to look forward to. Jim is pool host. Is pool holes a cheating bastard mom? No. I mean, not like in the sense that you use it now. Okay. Then I agree with your stance on this. Unless he was a cheating bastard, then I don't like this. But if he's not, I'm okay with this. I think maybe if it wouldn't have happened to the Pirates, I would have a different opinion, but it just feels kind of like a smack in the face. Like if, if they were saying like, oh, we brought up these, like I would like if they could do it to where like, oh, we brought these triple A pitchers up and they're just going to throw an inning here and there. But like just a bit like the catcher is going to throw today. You're just like, oh, that sucks. So I don't, it's not terrible, but it's enough that you know, I don't know where I stand. So there was a bench clearing brawl in the White Sox Yankees game because third baseman Josh Donaldson called White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson Jackie, like Jackie Robinson. Donaldson states that this was an inside joke, but him and Anderson have notoriously had beef with each other. And Anderson's teammates were like, yeah, no, that's not the vibe in our clubhouse. That it was an inside joke between those two. Like it was out of like being a D bag. Um, so it was a, a good bench clear. Any thoughts on this situation, Jim? Yeah. Um, that's not an inside joke. No, that's not an inside joke. And that's racism. Like, I I don't like to just be like, hey, that's what that is. You were being a prick. Yeah, and I, I think you should probably be suspended for that shit. Like, I guess the manager, like the um, Larusa, heard him say, he's the one that like heard him say it. It was like, what? what was that? And then it turned into like the team, like, what was that? What was that? And the kudos, because I saw the, the start of it, kudos for the other guy for not just crushing him. It was a nice jawjacking in your face conversation, but he didn't take him out as he should rightfully have done. Kudos for you for holding your temper and using your words, as I tell my kids. But I don't think I would have. Yeah, I don't know that I would have either. But Muff, do you have any other thoughts on this situation? Uh, Josh Donaldson has a history of being dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just another mark on his less than stellar uh, personal side to his career, not he just his career itself. Yeah, he does not make a lot of friends. And this is, you know, 
as far as on-field conduct, probably the worst that I remember of him. All Most of his stuff was off the field previously. This is the worst on-field thing I've seen. And yeah, I agree. There should be some, some action from <clears throat> the commissioner's office on this one. Yeah. Well, we have one more baseball topic. During a tight Major League Baseball game on Wednesday between the Braves and the Brewers, the game got a lot more interesting in later innings when a fan ran onto the field and for a while was evading security guards like an NFL running back. Video shot by spectators inside the stadium shows a fan made it down onto the field and then began dancing in center field. Was this chicken related? Muff? Who was playing the Braves and the Brewers? This was not chicken related. This was alcohol related. This is an alcohol-related incident. But if the patient, if the person was eating chicken wings beforehand and washing them down with beer, and that's how they got intoxicated, then does that make it chicken-related? Are you asking me if they were? Or are you asking me in that scenario if it would be chicken-related? Scenario would it be chicken-related? No, alcohol is the overarching factor in this one. Okay, Jim. If they did the chicken dance, oh, it's, it's then chicken-related. Oh, I I think more research needs to be done to see if this was. A chicken dance to see if this was chicken related. And that and if somebody if somebody is gonna do a chicken related dance, I would like them to put our Twitter handle on there. Would we pay a fine? Like, can we pay somebody's fine if they do the chicken dance on, on a field? How how high is the fine? Yeah, I think we have to put an upper limit to this. Yeah, like we will give you a hundred bucks towards your fine. <laughs> if you get if you get thrown out for doing the chicken, we will start dance. a GoFundMe account to pay your... <laughs> <laughs> because it would then be chicken related. It would be that wraps up baseball talk. We're getting into a football topic. I'm going to quickly drill that one. Arch Manning has three official visits coming up in Georgia, Texas, and Alabama. Where do you think is the best fit for an up and coming quarterback like Arch Manning? Ole Miss. Jim? Muff. Wasn't even an option. I want him at Ole Miss. That's where I want him. Uh, put him at Texas. You know why? Oh, it's gonna be a good deal for him. That's all I'm gonna say. Horns down. They already got the kid that was at Ohio State and transferred. Why do they need him? Who do you want? Quinn Ewers or Arch Manning? I fine. You know what? Because I want to. I want to see that Ewers kid get screwed, but. Old mess. You want to see him get screwed? I, I, I want to see that Quinn kid get just shafted and never start a game in his life. Uh, that's upsetting, Jim. I thought he was having like some real issues. Yeah. Make that money. All right. Softball. The Oklahoma Sooners blow out Texas AM 20 to nothing in a five inning run rule beatdown. The blowout marks the most runs scored in a shutout in regional finals history since the format debuted in 2005. Oklahoma advances to its 12th consecutive NCAA Super Regional, where it will host the winner of number 16 seed UCF in a best-of-three series beginning Thursday for a spot in the Women's College World Series. Muff? I yield all of my time to Jim. Jocelyn Allo, my girl, hit a homer in this game. She's already the number one draft pick in some new softball league. Let's go, Oklahoma. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. Women's softball. Let's watch this on Thursday. Let's go. Good take. I I am going to ask, since I yielded my time to Jim, that he posts 
uh, a video of himself watching this game on Thursday. So on our social media. As long as I'm not working, you got it. Depends on the time. Oh, oh. Everybody I'll watch, watch it at work, but I can't. Working. I can't watch the the game and take a video of myself. I will be watching that game by hook or crook. Trust me. I but know. I can't video myself while watching it on the phone. That's fair. Uh, soccer. U.S. women's soccer will be getting paid equal pay with a new deal running through 2028 plus $22 million in back pay. Go, America. Thoughts on this, Muff? Long overdue. Glad this finally happened. That uh, is a deal that goes through 2028, so I'm interested to see what happens then and if there are any quick uh, takebacks if this does not go the way that people think it should go. Uh, but for now... This is positive. Glad to see the $22 million in back pay. I think that, to me, is the, the best part of this, this whole thing. Uh, not only does it take care of present and near future, but it also takes care of past. Jim? Yeah, big fan of this. Well done. Well I done. Think, I think everyone's a big fan of this. And if you're not... You're an idiot. Know. Yes. Golf. John Daly, the national treasure that we all hold in love in our hearts. During one of his first two rounds, someone kept tabs on what he consumed during the round. The results, 21 cigarettes, 12 Diet Cokes, six packs of peanut butter M&Ms, and zero water. Thoughts on John Daly's nutritional status, Jim? If he dies on the golf course during one of these events, what is the protocol? Call the coroner. Like, do you just prop him up with a cigarette in his mouth and just keep rolling? Like, does the man have a DNR? Do you just take his corpse to the, to, to Hooters? Like, what is the plan? You just there's, prop him up by the jukebox at a Hooters with a cigarette hanging out of his right? mouth. Like, on. you got to figure, like, the PGA knows it's coming. This man's going down with a heart attack. you got to figure, like, we have a John plan. I'm surprised he's allowed to smoke on the course. Oh, they can take it away from him. No, they they could go to Big John and say, Hey, John, don't get paid enough for that. That's true. They can smoke, they can dip. There's at least a few golfers that I know have have some some dips in. Dustin Johnson, always dipping when he's on the golf course. Um, John Taylor, something else that he does, like every morning, he pretty much drinks a quart of chocolate milk while he does his stretches. It's like something he does, and then probably go rips a cig. Uh, I mean, I love chocolate milk, but like thinking of doing it like actively, like stretching and stuff, just makes it a bomb. I mean, he's he's on record saying that the only water he drinks is the ice in his his drinks. So I don't know. I don't know how he's made it this long. That's all. I, I have no idea. Yeah, John Daly, keep just keep continue to be you because you're not going to change. No, and that is quick thoughts. Welcome, fight fans. We are your hosts, Muff Gomez, James Diamond, and Alex von der Schmidt. Tonight, we provide you, the fans, an opportunity to decide the fate of sport personalities as they wage epic battles. Go to the Instagram and Twitter at Sports Gym Muff and vote for who wins and decide who survives the Sports Stuff Battle Ball. And fight one. And fight one. It's a fight for the heart of Cleveland. 
Our first competitor is the original bad boy himself, the man who put the Sooner flag in the middle of the horseshoe. He wanted to be here, even if we did not want him to be here. He woke up this morning feeling dangerous. It's Baker Mayfield. Our next fighter didn't have a comment in the pre-fight interviews. His walkout music is Shaggy's It Wasn't Me. After the fight, the NFL definitely wants to speak to him. It's Deshaun Watson. In the next fight, in yet another battle in the war of Ohio versus Michigan, we have a call out of one goat to another. The ring is covered in ice. The fighters on skates, both wielding sticks. An epic death match on ice that the mouse in Florida would be proud of. We bring you Goats on Ice. In the blue corner, he's just a boy from Akron, but his hairline may say different. He may be a legend on the court, but in this fight, his flopping may be legitimate LeBron James. It's Buff Gomez and pop, 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 pow in the red corner. He asked for the battle. He was a scrawny boy from the University of Michigan. Thousands of magic shakes and supermodel wife later. He is QB 12, TB 12. He may tap out, but that's not going to count because his balls may be inflated or deflated, but he's still going to find a way to win. It's Tom Brady. And the main event this week is the SEC showdown we didn't know we needed. We've got two men from West Virginia who try to hide that fact. It's a good old-fashioned Southern Fried Cousin Kiss and Hatfield and McCoy showdown. In the red corner, this man has no problem tugging on Superman's cape and paying for his offensive line. He is Jimbo Loblo Fisher. This man is the goat, and his third cousin may or may not have married one. He's the king of college football. It, things go sideways as he has Aflac to fall back on. Take him home to the country roads, slick Nick Saban. And our guest referee and special shit starer himself, Lane Kiffin. On commentary tonight, we also have the stunning Steve Spurrier and primetime Dion Sanders. Who will win? Vote now on Instagram and Twitter. And that brings us to the end of the show. Another fantastic episode of Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. Monday, May 23rd, 2022. Football season is one day closer, one week closer, one hour closer, one second closer, and it cannot come soon enough. You take getting closer to you. I was going to try to make that a different song. You're like, Work on it. it came in my head like every day goes by. We'll get there. We'll get there. Work in progress. I don't think we want to use I'll be watching you as a, right? uh, especially no. in the state of like things right now. It's kind of, no, we don't need that in our lives. Follow us at Sports Chip Muffin Instagram and Twitter. Follow, rate, like, review, do all the things because subscribe. the only way. Yes. Subscribe. Get the hit, bell on. Hit the bell. Hit the bell like Mike Tyson after his second bout of cocaine. Make it happen <laughs> because the only way that we'll continue to grow is if everybody. Follows the motto to tell a friend, make a friend, be, be a friend. friend.
rock.